the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. See, that's the great thing about Millburgers Gardening South Texas is that we have people, even before the show, coming and asking questions. And after. And after the show and during the show. Hi, by the way. It's uh, <laughs> Millburgers Gardening South Texas. I'm Barry Bess. In for Milton Glick. And as we mentioned yesterday, Milton is on a special assignment, but I have it under good authority. He is at a yodeling competition. It's in the. Uh, it's now in the uh, uh, round robin stage in Oxnard, California. The Oxnard near the Onion Field. So you can kind yeah. of say what. So uh, Milton will be back next week. But you got me, Barry Bess. I host a morning ministry show on our sister station, uh, AM six thirty, The Word. But I am here. And as you look at your radio or your mobile device from left to right, Doctor Jerry Parsons and Doctor Calvin Finch, and today. It's Sunday. It's football Sunday. And, uh, Calvin, your um, Vikings are playing right now against Oakland, so we'll keep you up to date on the score. The Miami Dolphins are playing the Cowboys. But you know what? Take a little time out. You know, bring your phone with you so you can keep tabs on the game. But come on down to Millburgers Nursery, 1604 and Balverde Road. We're open today until 5 o'clock. We are on the air till 2 o'clock. Now, if you come down here to um, the nursery, you can ask your questions like this lady did about a tree that she spotted on 410. Do you guys? And then maybe your... Barry won't push you away. I won't push you away. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. And okay, okay, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. And uh, you can also call, and I definitely won't push you away if you call 210 308 8867. 210 308 88 67 we've got open lines right now so call and gentlemen happy sunday to you it's another gorgeous day we had i know uh, at the airport near the radio station and where i live we got a little bit of rain this morning did you get any dark no Mm -hmm. no calvin you said you didn't either you didn't get any rain no no got just a little bit on the on the window of the uh of the radio station before i left so okay no so we got a little bit would you Turn my earphones down a little bit. Are you a little? Is it a little too loud? Yeah, you're hurting my ears. Oh, am I? Well, let me do, let me. That, that, that for you. Did oh, you do something? Here. How about how's that? That's good. All right, That's sorry. Good. Sorry, you want me to speak quieter? <laughs> I'm just so excited to be here with you guys. There you go. Well, we're glad to have you. So, um, if, it, if it took Calvin and I to hook this stuff up. I don't think it would happen. I, I would pay money to to see that and to hear what that sounded like afterwards. 
Just so again, call us now. Open lines 210 210-308-8867. Yesterday we talked a lot about uh, fall vegetables and fall gardening. Um, Calvin did a seminar down in the medical center about that, and oh, yeah. um, yesterday, so we can get in on that. We can talk about. Uh, and David Rodriguez did one here. David was one here. Vegetables, fall. He vegetables. had quite a quite a few people. The next uh, here. week, then we is it next weekend? We have the youth. Yeah, next uh, week is yeah. uh, the potting, the potting, potting up, up plants. So they'll be de- they'll be dealing with a lot of the topics. They said they still have some uh, openings. That's, oh, did they? Yeah, oh, good. And it's well worth it. Uh, kids love it. They they get to take some things home, and the parents are invited too. The parents are uh, learn a lot. That's next Saturday, right here. Is it starts at ten? I think right ten to eleven. I think is what yeah, it let is. Me, uh, it's a good idea to call in. Yeah, just in case, because they do want to have registrations so they know how many people are going to be here. And, and uh, if you call to reserve a spot, spot because the class size is limited, because uh, okay. they, they put together plant materials and uh, well, other little tidbits. You don't want too many and you don't want too little. You're right. The, what you do, you call the nursery here. This uh, uh, is for children 5 to 10 hmm. and their parents. <laughs> uh, but you want, you want to call in, the number is 210-497-3760. Oh. And I, I'm assuming that's the Millburger Nursery. Yeah, that's the front front desk. Yeah. Uh, cashier. And they'll they'll include uh, hands-on planting and seeding tips, as well as craft activities, whatever that may mean. Mm-hmm. But well, we uh, if we we really want to know, we can grab Mary over there and she'll, <laughs> she'll describe I, it in detail. <laughs> but, but I. Uh, I asked, uh, I guess it was last week, <clears throat> did they still have uh, openings available? And they, they do. Uh-huh. So you better call right in. They're, they're coming close to the cutoff point. This, and you were saying <laughs> yesterday, too, Jerry, that there's the next three weekends after this one, got something going on, um, all, a lot, lot of stuff going on for people to take part in. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll get to some of that a little you can bit go to the, uh Yeah, you can go to the uh, website, the uh, Millburgers website, and you can find a lot of that information. Not just Millburgers. We've got that design school, too, with the Gardening Volunteers of South Texas. That's on October 5th. That's at the Botanical Garden. Uh, $30 per uh, person or two in the same family is $50. And uh, let's see, you guys... Help me on the eight thirty to one thirty was the yeah. time involved, and you'll get uh, uh, at least three, maybe four wonderful handouts, and you the also you get the lectures that you would expect, and also uh, some individual uh, discussions with a gardening expert too to help discuss your specific issues you have in your landscape. All right. So it's a it's a it's well worth uh, the time. Uh, we find it especially valuable for somebody that uh, is thinking about changing their landscape or going to want to make their la- landscape uh, less water expensive or 
Well, we got always got lots and lots of people moving into town, and it oh yeah, it's uh, just a bit of a different uh, landscape mm-hmm. and gardening situation yeah. here in San Antonio. Yeah, wonderful, lots of opportunities, but you got to there's a lot to learn. Yeah, so. what's it, because of the area that we live in? What is probably the best landscaping? idea landscaping model to go with here in San Antonio? It all depends on what side of the city you live, or is it just pretty much all over the city? Like, what's the best that'll make your your, your landscape look the best and, yeah, maybe not cost you so much watering? Uh, um, that book, uh, Greg Grant's uh, book, uh, there's a book that uh, that's out that, uh, that talks about different types of landscape. Well, and it's this this one we we have xeriscape landscaping of course we don't low water use landscaping and the neat thing about low water use landscaping is that you can have it you can have it look manicured you can have uh, color 12 months out of the year uh, you can do vegetable gardening like we're always talking about lots of flowers everything uh, and uh, if you if you're careful and you choose your plants wisely and learn what the techniques are in yeah. terms of watering. Use the right technology. Uh, you can be very successful and uh, and have a low water use landscape. Well, we the city, the citizens of San Antonio have shown that because the but since uh, gosh, there's 400,000 more people here than there were uh, 20 years ago, and. Uh, we don't use any more water than we did back then. Yeah, they're always just talking about the aquifer, the Edwards aquifer going to be dried up. And I've been here for 25 years. And it's well, fine. <laughs> well, we quit, yeah, we quit talking about that because of the, the conservation efforts and the uh, work. All the, all of the folks that use the water from the aquifer work together, agriculture and uh, the cities and the uh, oh, New Braunfels and San Marcos uh, on the springs yeah, so that we know we know what everybody's responsibility are, is and we uh, know when we have to take action and when we can use water. And then the city of San Antonio, of course, stores huge amounts of water in the aquifer storage. And then we now got, now have access to the uh, salt water, the uh, Water deep, brackish. Deep, yeah, the brackish water deep, deep under the uh, aquifers, and pump that up. Relatively easy to to uh, treat that low salt, that brackish water, compared to seawater or something. Yeah. So, yeah, all kinds of uh, progress uh, has been made. In fact, the issue last few years has been. We got so much water now. What, what, until we get to the point where we can use it, what do we, you know, we got to pay for it, and what do we do with it? And mm-hmm. so that's kind of a neat place to be in after what we're, where we've been before. <laughs> Better to have too much than too little. Um, what what do I, what do golf courses use? Because they're they must use do they use regular water or is it is i've heard and correct me if i'm wrong because as you well know i've been wrong once or twice before like really? gray water something because you, you look at a golf course anywhere and you see it's just immaculate it's green and everything do they use do they are they restricted as to they just can't use like i don't think so recycled water that a lot of them use yeah yeah, yeah and then they there are a few that don't use recycled water but that's that come, that's flexibility comes from uh, 
the fact that there are a lot of alternate alternative water yeah, sources. Because I know that's a big sticking point with a lot of people, especially when we're going through, you know, water <laughs> rationing. And the drought is like, well, how come the golf courses look like they're all green and everything, and we're sitting here <laughs> hand-watering at 3 o'clock in the morning? Well, just like the car washes, though, uh, you know, we cities like when uh, Atlanta was having all that trouble with water, the first thing they do is shut down the car washes. Well, that's a minor trickle of water. <laughs> Plus, the car washes are one of the most efficient industries with water here. And so they've done so much, made so much progress. You, you know, if you wa- wash your car at home using a hose, you use about three times, four times as much water as they do in a car wash. Yeah, they got it under pressure and got the nozzles and recirculation. Yeah, and it's going to go, yeah, recycling and such. So um, it's it's uh, more complex than we think, but yeah. uh, but it uh, it's turned out to be a pretty wonderful system. One thing on your landscaping that's very important is to plant adapted plants, and uh, my some of our favorites are on sale this week. Uh-huh, as it so happens, uh, foundation and landscape shrubs on sale for forty percent off. Say forty percent. And our favorites uh, are is uh, dwarf Burford holly and dwarf Yopon holly. Uh, they've got some others, but uh, those two are the are our favorites that, that, that do well in. And in other words, if you, if I lived in uh, Stone Oak, my daughter used to live over there. And uh, that's a, that's all you plant over there because no. you you haven't got much soil and a lot of rocks and. Yeah, the neat thing is you plant them everywhere, medical center. You yeah. South side, west side. So, so there, so there are adapted plants, plants. adapted for different sides of just the city. No, no, because I, I thought that like because you said you can only plant those in Stone Oak. But you can I plant. said, if I were living in okay. Stone Oak, that's the only plant, only oh. two shrubs oh, I would okay. plant, All right. because of the uh, rocky alkaline soil that we have here. They they are plants that will do well any place in in the area. Of course, uh, you know the we talk about we talk like this is really a diverse soil area. It really isn't that. <laughs> it's the same. I mean, yeah, I mean it's. Thin, uh, not much soil, alkaline soil. Quite often, uh, most of the soils are rocky. Uh, I guess we got uh, we got some blacklands clay, and we got some sand a little bit. But both of those uh, all-star uh, foundation plants Jerry talks about will no. do perform in all those situations. That's why they're so wonderful. And we've also got uh, ground covers for sale. On sale, uh, the the uh, for shady areas, and uh, the 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 favorite of everybody, or is it what everybody said adapted is Asian jasmine, is on sale. Larapi and monkey grass and dwarf monkey grass all on sale now. So between the shrubs of the um, that that we mentioned. The uh, uh, dwarf, Burford holly and Yopon holly, and the ground covers, uh, you can put it pretty well put in a landscape. And they've got different kind of hollies for screening and things like that. 
But uh, stick with the hollies for shrubs and uh, uh, probably the... uh, A lot of people don't like to plant Asian jasmine because there's so much of it around. And there's a reason there's so much of it around. It's because it, it lives. Now, it's easy to get impatient with Asian jasmine, though, but that one of the neat things about a sale like this, what size are those plants? Four-inch. Yeah, so you got a... larger pot. Yeah, in the old days, when Jerry and I were experimenting with these, you <laughs> we were trying to get by on these two-inch, and they worked, but it took us, took us like three years to get a <laughs> replace a complete lawn, um, and you had to worry about weeds and everything, but if you plant... Plant some of these bigger plants, yeah. uh, a little close together. They're uh, relatively easy, and especially in the fall. Yeah, and that gives them all all winter to get established. So. And uh, they 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 uh, they last a lot longer than grass. I mow mine. Well, they every um, time I mow the grass, I mow the uh, Asian jasmine. But you don't have to do that. One of the bragging points are that's that, right. Uh, the ground covers you. The maintenance, once it's established, the maintenance is much easier than a lawn. <laughs> and you're, you're generally, you're not as likely to have diseases or uh, insect problems or anything on those. Uh, oh, no, yeah. And we're getting more and more. I don't know if you've noticed, uh, Barry, but when we, a lot of our people that call in, uh, our first, almost the first thing we sus- suspect when they say their lawn isn't performing well, mm. we ask about What's the shade like now? Mm-hmm. Right. Because yeah. all the, you know, the last 20 years, lots and lots of uh, shade trees have matured. And mm-hmm. our sh- even San Augustine doesn't have a real great shade tolerance. Yeah, what about they, Bermuda? No, that, none. None? Really? Not really. No, it won't take the shade. So Okay. So it's got to be full sun. So, like, I've always heard, because when I when we moved, here 25 some odd years ago we bought a house over in the bandera 1604 area and yeah. it was it was either bermuda or st augustine and we put bermuda in and it really never uh, the front yard was great did you have trees in the backyard yeah yeah kind of like between like there wasn't a fence between the neighbors but there was mm-hmm. like the trees and so yeah i never did anything really much in the backyard yeah and uh, the bermuda has to have sun uh, St. Augustine can tolerate a little bit of shade, but it'll go out after a couple of years. It'll thin out and go out. And then horse herb takes over. What? <laughs> what? Oh, no. Uh-oh. This will be as bad as the Chinese towels. <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, we're going to take a break here. We've got open lines, and you can call right now and have ask your questions about... Um, Maybe landscaping Uh-oh. and uh, fall fall vegetables, fall planting, because it is the season. It's uh, Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, 210-308-8867, or even better, come on down to the nursery. You open until 5 today at 1604 in Bowl 30 Row. We'll be back in just a minute on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Right, right, right on Eskimos. Yeah. 
and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. I'm Barry Besson for Melton Glick, along with the Docs. You're probably wondering what that fight song music is. Well, it's Sunday. It's football. This is the fight song of my Canadian Football League team, the Edmonton Eskimos. Because today we're doing fight songs of our favorite oh. football teams. Well, okay. So this is the fight song for the Edmonton Eskimos of the Canadian Football League. Did you come up with that idea? Yes, I did. Uh, I'm pretty smart. I'm just not a good-looking guy. I'm uh, pretty smart, too. Milton tried it, too. Yeah. Well, he got it from me. I didn't even even recognize the Minnesota Gophers. (laughs) (laughs) So, Fight Song Sunday on Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Thank you very much, Al, for getting that on the last minute. (laughs) 210-308. 8867. Al's great. You know, Al's Al back at the station. He's yeah. great. He'll come up with some really good stuff. 210-308-8867. And you can also come on down here to Millburgers at 1604 and Balverde Road. And uh, we're open until 5 o'clock today. And uh, you can come on down. We're here on the back porch. It's a beautiful day. Come on down. Uh, ask Not too questions. hot either. Not too, uh, not, yesterday I thought was more humid than it is today. Yeah. So it's uh, it's really nice. Come on down, and uh, we'll answer your questions here live at Millburgers, or again, call two ten three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Doctor Jerry Parsons. As I was walking out yesterday, uh, I noticed they've they've got uh, or, ornamental cabbage and well kale, ornamental kale in uh, four inch. Uh-huh. Uh, the large plants in four inch, and then they've got smaller plants. Yeah, and they're nice. Uh, they're nice and um, all consistent. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's when they do best. Is uh, you want to use them for a border? We're talking about the, the winter annual that yeah, sometimes they won't we freeze. Forget. Yeah, sometimes we forget about. Uh, but they use them. You know, talk about them as uh, soldiers and stuff. Because they uh, they all grow pretty uniform. Yeah, and you get some variation in color too. Some some reddish, some silver. Oh yeah, they got some uh, almost solid red one. But I, I, the point of it was, I was I I would encourage you if you want to if you're going to have a bed of ornamental kale uh, to you get some of these larger plants and fertilize them. Like you would, uh, it is a vegetable. So fertilize it like you would your vegetable garden. Uh, Calvin says in his column in This Week in the Garden, uh, he says, prepare the soil for your winter vegetable garden by incorporating 10 cups of slow-release lawn fertilizer. That's 1959, most common. Uh, and two inches of compost into each hundred square feet of garden bed. Uh, it also works best if you mo- moisten the soil before planting the seeds and transplants. So what I, I recommend that you follow that same recipe for ornamentals. And for uh Works for flowers too. Yeah, you, you yeah, may, yeah. You may not have to uh, side dress. Yeah, you use slow release yeah, fertilizer afterwards. But uh, 
and they, uh, the the bigger you can get that uh, that ornamental kale uh, before the first freeze, uh, and it kind of slows it down. It doesn't kill it. Uh, the the more showier it will be through the winter, and also big time showier the next spring. What makes the plant like that ornamental only, as opposed to like the edible kale? You What's, can eat it. Well, okay. How come it's called ornamental then? Because it's ornamental. It's it's attractive to look at. It's selective. Where regular so, kale is it, green. Okay. Yeah. So what makes it? So more this is red. Uh, they they oh. come in different colors. Oh, okay. Compact. Uh, yeah. It's a real compact uh, structure. If you look at these, uh, the uh, w- vegetable kale, much more wide open. It'll get a big, big. Okay. Oh, okay. Big plant. So how and do they? It doesn't make a head. Okay. How does the science or the of that work so that it makes it either. The bigger, like, like how? What's the science of an ornamental plant? It's it's just a selection out of the kale family. Oh, okay, all right, that, all right. I'm making it more complicated than it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's my <laughs> yeah, job. That's uh, my job. People, uh, uh, the the geneticists and the uh, historians say that all coal crops came from the same ancient plant. In other words, uh, cabbage, kale, broccoli, all of those Even have, uh, have, origi- and yeah, have originated from uh, one species of plant, one selection of plant. And so this, this one that happened to be in different colors. Uh, the, I, I guess they did the breeding, breeding that way. But... Uh, and I guess it comes true from seed. I don't know. I never tried it from seed, but uh, it it this ornamental kales that that everybody's selling is uh is is spectacular. Uh, the problem here in San Antonio is that uh, it it gets uh, it it stays cold and gets hot. Longer. Okay, that that's not right. Uh, it uh, the plant doesn't grow much during as much in the winter as it does further north of here. I know I had I planted some ornamental kale uh, for my mother in Tennessee in a flower bed, uh, and uh, that thing and I fertilized it well. And that thing got huge. I mean, just like you see in the pictures of ornamental kale and, and cabbage. And it got huge. And uh, she was she was calling me and said, can you eat that stuff? And I said, absolutely not. It's extremely poisonous. Knowing that she would have eaten the, uh, the, the ornamental kale uh, rapidly. And, and not enjoyed the beauty of the thing. Oh, see, did you tell a little fib to your mama? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. For our own, for our own sake. For our own sake. Okay. That, that's another issue, too, in using it as an ornamental. you got the kind of put up with the cabbage loopers. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, you know. But they don't seem to be as bad on kale as they are on cabbage. No, no, that's, that's true. That, 
That's probably because of the taste. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> even but, even the worms won't eat it. You, you just got to keep your kind of keep your eye on it. <laughs> so, but uh, uh, BT works to control those. Another thing that people are enjoying with uh, ornamental uh, cabbage and kale, especially kale, is it sends up uh, an abundance of uh, yellow flowers on 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 a stem in the spring. It bolts, what we call bolts. And uh, when it's in up those yellow flowers, uh, it's kind of attractive. And if you let it flower a bolt like that, uh, you will see the resemblance of it to, co- to a broccoli. You know, I said they all come from the same parent. Right, right. Uh, but... Uh, you see the resemblance to a bargain. Now, the problem with that is once it bolts, it dies. And and you can, you can break that uh, flower stalk off uh, when it bolts, but it's not going to save the plant. So it, it's, it's gone through the winter, and it's seen its... Uh, it's uh, completed its lifestyle when it sends up that... Uh, but the important thing is, is to heavily fertilize these uh, cold crops, especially ornamental cold crops. Uh, and Calvin's recipe in uh, yesterday's paper uh, pretty well fits the bill. And and use slow release fertilizer uh, that releases over a period of uh, two to three months. So that'll keep the thing growing actively for during the winter into the spring. Just want to remind folks, Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, <laughs> is on the air live at Millburgers, 1604 and Belverde Road. You can uh, call with your questions to uh, the docks, 210-308-8867, 210 8867. You can also come on down here to the nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. It's open till 5 today. Like I said, we're on the air at 2 today. And hey, guys, newsflash, bulletin, ding, 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 new, new program on 9.30 a.m. The answer right after Millburgers today at 2 o'clock in the oil patch. Show about the oil industry and gas industry in Texas is going to start today right after. In the what? In the oil patch. Or yeah, O I L O I L as or but in, in Tennessee it'd be all. And, it? <laughs> in, and what 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 are they talking about? They talk about the effects of oil and gas and um, the energy industry in not only Texas but globally because you know what last weekend they had that um, uh, oil refinery that was yeah. attacked in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. So you know that how does that affect how does that affect us here at the gas pumps? Oh. So okay. this is it's uh, hosted by Kim Bellotto, and she's got um, experts from the energy industry on, and it starts right after Millburgers today, okay, two o'clock on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Um, as I was walking out again yesterday, you couldn't help but see all the chrysanthemums or mums out there, and uh, they've got some big ones, got some big ones, and uh, the neat thing about it is they're they're in. Uh, full bud they're not in full bloom they're in uh, they're loaded with buds uh which will 
give you a longer a lifespan of bloom time uh, on the chrysanthemum. We got a question back back around the end of August from a lady that said uh, said uh, I recently purchased a garden mum. I know it's a bit early, and it, they just brought these in at Millburgers, but my buds won't really bloom, and they are turning brown along with some stems. It's full of buds, but no flowers. What should I do? Now, I don't know if uh, if it if it stopped that uh, once uh, once it got further along, but uh, I imagine it was the hot weather. Yeah, the, that slowed them down. They went down. They go go from the. That disturbs me a little bit because uh, the traditionally they go directly. Yeah. From the wholesale nursery and to. Out into the into the garden and our landscapes, and they make that transition so easily. Yeah, yeah, mums so do. You, yeah. yeah, so you probably it kind of makes you kind of curious what would have caused it, but they could have. Yeah, they could have let them dry out. Yeah, could have let them dry down. Yeah. and uh, in the hot weather. Yeah, or sit in the shade too long, and then put them immediately in the. Yep. I mean, they're not, but they're usually not very sensitive to that too. So that's kind of an unusual situation. <laughs> We, uh, I got, I got this, I'll, I'll wait till Trace gets up here to talk about this one. Uh, we got one on, uh, pecans. Somebody was asking about the pecan tree diseases. Uh, said they were, they had a, uh, a Choctaw pecan tree that, uh, has wet looking patches of, on Sherry. the trunk. And and it appears, <laughs> it appears like water that ran down the trunk, but it's not, but it is not wet when I feel it. It appears that there's a greenish, moldy-looking spores or little round circles-like mold on the trunk below the wet-looking spots. There even appears to be a place as big as a pencil eraser. With a tiny hole in each patch. I've sprayed the trunk with neem, but I really don't know what to do. <laughs> uh, the leaves look healthy, no spots, etc. So we, uh, I, I didn't know what that was. And so I sent that, we sent that to uh, Dr. Larry Stein, it's a, who's a, our pecan specialist. Oh, I, yeah, I was thinking it was that... Uh the the disease I can't think of the name that we we see see in uh, what was it? Go ahead. <laughs> uh, Larry Larry wrote back. Doctor Larry Stein wrote back. It sounds like there is a combination of things going on here, but the good news is that none of them sound harmful to the tree. It sounds like some kind of ooze ran down the trunk of the tree, which can be. From issues such as freeze damage, sun skull, or mechanical damage to the trunk. Uh, The bark on the pecan, especially Choctaw, seems to slough off as well, which is, is is a normal process. In addition, lichens, small plant looking structures, will grow on the bark in some situations 
as well. Lastly, woodpeckers will go around the trunk drilling small holes in the bark out of, uh, as a, old sapsuckers. Uh, but uh, that leaves a very distinct pattern of, of uh, holes around the, around the trunk. Typically, they do this in a circular pattern around the tree in hopes of enticing a small insect to inhabit the hole, and then the woodpecker comes along and zaps the bug. Such woodpecker damage can also cause a light ooze from the tree. So a multitude of possible causes, but no real issue among any of them. If you don't feel like any of these are plausible explanations, feel free to send some photos. In lieu of that, I would just try to keep the tree watered the best you can. So uh, that he... He could he couldn't give and we couldn't come up with a definitive answer to her uh, mole yeah. around. The now there well maybe you can remember the there's a disease that comes in usually in the spring the sap um, comes uh, comes out and I was trying to think of it with, I think cedar elms we see it quite often and and others and. It, uh, but I can't. I, I can't think of the name. It's. It's usually. It looks more formable than it turns out to be. And no. Do you remember? You know what I'm talking about. The. Uh, 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 well, the squirrels do some damage yeah. in the in the spring. But there's a. Uh, it's this. This is. This a is a disease. Fungal. Yeah, a little fungal. A fungal disease that appear, appears with uh, that same kind of hole, hole and sap, and. Uh, but the hole is not generally uni- uh, uniform. You know, it's kind of a split or... Uh, mm-hmm. So anyway, well, I'll think... Well, there's bacterial uh, ca- cankers and... Yeah. No, that's, but that's uh, not on pecans. Yeah, the, the bacterial cankers are so, yeah, more serious. Uh, well, think about it. Maybe somebody in the audience, too, is, uh, remembers yeah, that. And if, and, if you, and if you do remember, you can call us right now and give us uh, maybe the answer to this question at 210... 210- 308-8867. We're going to take a quick break here on uh, on the show. We're going to come back here in just about three or four minutes. We're at 1604 on Bald Road. Mill questions you've heard so far today. 210-308-8867. I'm Barry Bess along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. And we'll be back in just a moment on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Road. You know, Millburgers wants to make sure that everybody in the family can have a great gardening experience, especially the opportunity to introduce kids to gardening. That's why every month they have a kids' gardening class, topics just kids will enjoy. Actually, the adults enjoy them, too. And Saturday, the 28th, that's next Saturday from 10 to 11, the class is entitled Kids' Potting Class 101. Your children will have a great time learning the basics of potting plants, and it will include little hands-on planting and seeding tips as well as craft activities. These things are so much fun, and they're absolutely free. All Millburgers asks is that you make a reservation by calling 210-497-3760. That's so they know how much to have, how many products to have, and make sure that everybody gets to enjoy it. 210 497 Three seven 
1-800-273-6060 from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bulvardy Road. Hi, it's Milton Glick, and I want to talk to you about Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf. Listen, I want you to go to the website because seeing is believing. Go to deckandpatiocare.com, deckandpatiocare.com. Go to the showcase where you're going to see before and after pictures, and you're going to see amazing results that Barry has gotten. You'll see a section on cleaning and sealing decks, commercial projects, fence treatments, stone and patio cleaning. Barry's expression that he uses in his commercials is, yep, they really can look new again. And they can. You'll see that when you go to deckandpatiocare.com. Go to the testimonial site, too, and read what customers say about working with Barry. We've had customers call the show and just brag on Barry and the job that he does. They love recommending him. So go to Deck and Patio Care, or if you're ready and you just know you want to get it done, 210-822-9147. 210-822-9147 or deckandpatiocare.com. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. Trump has performed something of a miracle. He's transformed the Democrats into free traders. It wasn't always like this. In fact, for years, Democrats were the party of protectionism. But now, solely because Trump is engaged in a trade war with China, several Democratic candidates for president have become crusaders for free trade. In the last Democratic debate, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and Beto O'Rourke advocated for the trade policies that used to be the domain of the Republican Party. Harris said it bluntly. I'm not a protectionist. Let's be clear. The only reason this is happening is because of the Trump administration's attitude towards China. A few years ago, the Democratic Party was clearly moving towards protectionism. This is simply the latest stage in Trump derangement syndrome. Trump is evil. Therefore, everything he does must be opposed. So even if only for a day, Democrats are free traders now. But I'm not buying it. I'm Jerry Boyer. Sponsored by ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom. Another money-saving deal waits for you on the Marketplace page at 930amtheanswer.com. Royal Rejuvenation Laser and Aesthetic Spa says in the torture of shaving, waxing, or plucking unwanted hair, the solution is laser hair removal. Get six treatments for your choice of four different services valued at $2,100. Your price is just $1,050. Find Royal Rejuvenation Laser and Aesthetic Spa on the market. Marketplace page at 930amtheanswer.com. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns, and that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to find 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. It is Fight Song Sunday, and this one is the Minnesota Vikings fight song that we're listening to right now. Because, Calvin, a little update for you. The Minnesota Vikings lead. The Oakland Raiders, 14 nothing in the second quarter. So uh, that was the uh, Vikings. And for the Cowboy fans out there, all four of you, uh, Cowboys are leading the Dolphins 10-3. First two games of the NFL for the Miami Dolphins, they got outscored 102-10. to 102-10, anyways. Welcome back. Did they show up? <laughs> Apparently not. Either game. 
but they're um, losing to the Cowboys right now. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. I'm Barry Besson for Milton Glick. As we mentioned, Milton's in Oxnard, California at a yodeling competition. He's doing very well. We'll find out results maybe next weekend. Now, before the break, we had a question, and uh, right now on the line is uh, Mark. He says he has an answer to Calvin's question. Mark, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you today? Is that Mark uh, Peterson? Yes, it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, we got it, Jerry and I. Let us, let us, Jerry and I figured it out too. You want to? <laughs> we're going to compare answers. Oh, okay. so you, slime so wood was slime wood. Or? You go, no, that's not it. Uh, what is I it? <laughs> wet, wet wood or slime flux? Yeah, that's it. That's what we said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it goes by one of those names. Was that in, is it in the spring, right? We see it. We haven't seen it for much the last few years, though. Right. Yeah. Uh, no one really knows why it's happening, and I thought Jerry was going to get it as soon as he said bacteria because it's caused by bacteria inside the tree. Uh, for some known, unknown reason, they start producing carbon dioxide and methane and start pushing the sap out of the cracks. And it ferments along the way. That's why you see uh, the butterflies and flies and everything, like, get around the, the area where it's dripping. And we we do on uh, elms and oaks. Uh, elms, red oaks is usually the ones we see it most on. But I have seen it on pecans, so okay. uh, that's what made me think of it. When is it mostly in the spring, Mark? Yes. Uh, again, we don't know why, but yeah, it's mostly in the spring. Although sometimes you'll see it in the fall uh, when there's when there's periods of heavy stress, either a long drought or more likely when all of a sudden you have a long drought and then you have heavy rain last September. Mm-hmm. So that you know when they, when Jerry was describing or describing those symptoms, it's that that uh, slime flux could have been one of those in that process. Uh, so, some, yeah, you know. I that, yeah, I think Dr. Stein was right. There's, there's several different things involved. Yeah. Uh, but she, but it's usually wet. And when she she said that it, it didn't feel funny at all. It was kind of maybe moldy. I was like, well, maybe that was after the slime flux stopped. It, if, when I, if, I rem, if I remember right, it had a little smell, too, didn't it? It's kind of stink. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's bad beer. Um, so but, for uh, Heineken fans out there, yeah, it smells like bad Heineken. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for calling. There's nothing, yeah, nothing to do to treat it or anything. No, no, no. You just let it go. Uh, they, they used to put pipes in. Remember, put steel or plastic pipes in to let it drain out. We don't do that anymore because we know that causes more harm than good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Thanks Mark. Thanks for calling, Thanks, Mark. Mark. Thanks for calling. Have a great yeah, time, man. Yeah, and I just thank Alvin for the nice article on our program. Oh, yeah, uh, oh, yeah on the uh, coupon, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you very yeah. much for that. Yeah, well, we, uh, we we appreciate the program, and uh, we all, a lot of those people interested in butterflies, and 
Uh, a neat little butterfly garden is relatively easy to do, and especially if you've got the help of the saws no. coupon. Mm-hmm. All the, yep. uh, a lot of the plants that we no. would recommend are are p- part of the coupon. Uh, yep. Yep. All right. So, yeah, Thanks. Thank you, and, uh, and appreciate that. Thanks again, Mark, for your answer to the question. Thanks for listening, and uh, there you go. There's your answer. All righty. Thank you. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. About uh, seven minutes left in this hour. But as I, what do I said yesterday? As The bad thing is there's only seven minutes left in the hour. But the good thing is still another hour to go. Okay, good. So That's great. Get your calls in now, 210-308-8867. And maybe, uh, will we, you suppose we'll have another exciting topic like slime wood? <laughs> I, uh, I haven't driven around, but I haven't seen a lot of webworms on the pecans this year. I'm, I'm with you. We and, a, and some places in the state, they say there are uh, quite a few of them. Uh-huh. We had a few folks uh, call in the station that said they've seen them, but... I don't think I've seen webworms in my the whole neighborhood or yeah. any of my Usually, by this time of the year, they're uh, they've eaten all the leaves off the trees. If it's a bad year, but uh, I, we haven't seen any uh, around town. Well, the pecans are certainly falling. Yeah, the pecans are. Uh, I want to mention pecans. Uh, you need to look at your tree. Because uh, most people got such large pecan trees, uh, they can't do much to manage them. But uh, if you can, if you can, uh, if you have got a smaller pecan tree, uh, you and the limbs are kind of leaning down now with with a heavy nut load, you need to knock some of those nuts off. Uh, Dr. Larry Stein, who's a pecan specialist, uh, has has uh, shaken his trees and not knocked some of the nuts off four times already this year. But if you haven't been uh, watching that, and a lot of people don't, what is he tra- trying to to get a happy medium with the yeah. amount of water available and, right. and the amount of tr- uh, right. nuts in the tree? And uh, also keeps your limbs from breaking. Yeah. Uh, he he said he's shaking his shaking the trees uh, three or four times, and he still is having some limb breaking. Yeah, I imagine in those big he's got some big natives out there. But uh, if you if you can reach the clusters of nuts on your pecan tree, and the limbs are beginning to the nuts are beginning to fill, and uh, uh, when they start, if they start headed to the ground, the limbs do, uh, it's best to knock those nuts off. You'll have a better quality nut uh, if you knock half of them off. So you're talking about quality as opposed to quantity is better in this case on the on the tree. Well... Uh, yeah, uh, and then, the, if you have a quantity of nuts, a large quantity of nuts, uh, they don't—they t- tend not to size as well. And uh, it, in this water water situation, when we're in, in kind of dry weather, 
they won't uh, fill out. You know, they won't fill out the nut. Well, and you don't. You, the branches are prone to fall off enough already. You That's don't, right. You don't, don't want them, you don't want more branches falling off. But pecans are notorious for that branch breaking. That's one of the reasons why we've kind of quit recommending them as a shade tree. Yeah. They fall on top of your house. Now, yeah, some of the, some and it of gets the, so big. The Choctaw, I think, that, well, quite often in uh, late September, that's when we they start uh, producing their their nuts too. They're some of the first ones, so you yeah. may and some of the natives too are also have some pretty good sized nuts. I noticed the squirrels and the deer and the birds are. Or harvesting the, you know, the acorns and the nuts fall on the road and get driven over. Mm-hmm. And they're just, it's a, you know, car goes by and then all the all the animals go back out there to get they the get They get the nuts yeah. so, they, yeah, so yeah. they don't get run over. They're smart. <laughs> they're smart. We they, just have a, about a minute and a half left in okay. this hour. Do you get something real quick? There? Yeah. Uh, uh, they wrote... Uh, don't be overly concerned about few leaf spots and early leaf drop on shade trees this late in the season. Uh, we have to have to uh, notify everybody that uh, tomorrow is the first day first of fall. First day of fall. It's going to be like 95. And why do they call it fall? Because stuff falls off. The leaves fall. fall. <laughs> See, and so that's, the, that's what your PhD was about, wasn't that? Wasn't that your dissertation? Was uh, and, leaves fall? That's why it's called fall. And the leaves that fall may have spots on them, but uh, it's too late to spray or do anything like that. And uh, coming back with more, Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. I'm Barry Best with Dr. Jerry Parson, Dr. Calvin Finch. More coming up after the news in a couple of minutes. We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. That was my Milton imitation. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. I'm Barry Bess. I'm the uh, morning host on our sister station, AM 630, The Word. In for Milton Glick, who's off this weekend, and he's uh, out in Oxnard, California, at a yodeling competition. I just heard from him during the break. He's in the semifinals. Is that right? So we're hoping that Milton will have a good report on the yodeling competition uh, next weekend when he comes back on Millburgers Gardening South Texas. But always here, never taking a day off, not even when it's... Well, I guess we do take Christmas off. Yeah. Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, and now all we need is you. We need your calls. Well, you pre-record a show, though. Shh. For 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 holidays. uh, That's magic, though. (laughs) But but we're here live at the nursery, Millburgers, 1604 and Balverde Road. You can either get on the line right now. There's open lines at 210-308-8867, or even better... 
If you're going to come on down here and take part of the great deals that they got going on this weekend at Millburgers, the nursery's open till five. We're on the air till six. You can come by the back porch and ask your questions. We're just sitting here waiting. We're not for on you. the air till six to two. No, we're on the two. Did I, oh, I, well, the, yeah. did I say six? <laughs> now, you know, yeah, they were, the, the nursery's open till five today. We're on the air till two. Yeah, we go. had somebody ask about nectarines today, and uh, we. Uh, Got word that uh, we got a delivery of the so, some of the fruit trees, yeah, the deciduous fruit trees. So, peaches, plums, and apples, pears, uh, and the, they're on sale. Are they? All Fall right. fruit trees, reg- in five gallons, regularly thirty nine ninety nine. That's almost, almost forty dollars. Uh, on sale for twenty nine eighty eight. Uh, it's almost twenty nine dollars and ninety cents. This yeah. is a, it's a good time to plant. Uh, the fall is especially good, but we usually, usually don't have access to the recommended trees in the fall. This yeah, is right. Kind of a special time, so you could. And some of these things, well, they're in containers too. You'll get, you'll actually get to the boom in the spring. Yeah, have they? I haven't seen them. Have you got seen them? Seen the fruit trees? Have they got leaves on them? I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen them either. I was okay. just thinking. I was just thinking about that. They should I, have the leaves on them. Yeah, I would guess so. But uh, yeah, because they're well. I was thinking some, there was no peaches, advantage. Yeah. Peaches, well, a lot of times young young trees don't shed their leaves as soon as older trees. Yeah. So anyway, and of course I, they've got uh, the citrus that I love out yeah, here. Yeah, that's a huge. And it's on sale too. And they've got uh, huge inventory of citrus. They've got oranges, grapefruit, lemons, satsumas, limes, and more. I don't know if they've got Mr. Moy's uh, uh, orange frost or, or Arctic frost. But uh, they may have, they may have them. And they've and they've got pumpkins. Uh, the pumpkin patch is up and going here because it's fall and we're into that season. They got a whole bunch of pumpkins, big, small, the yeah. crazy looking ones that we saw yesterday, Jerry, as we were leaving. Those crazy one that looked like an octopus. So they got all <laughs> that stuff here too at Millburgers, sixteen oh four and Boulevard Road. Yeah, they got some good pumpkins. Mm-hmm. They do. Uh, that's first year I've ever seen the small pumpkins. In shapes. Did yeah, you in, notice those? In, in, yeah. In, the, in that bit. They yeah. got different wings on them. Or, yeah, it was just like crazy. I don't, I don't know how they did that. <laughs> I guess it, it just mutated that way. But the, the, pretty small, cool, the small ones are in shapes. I'll have to look at that. I didn't see that. Yeah, just yeah, right, off, right off as you go off the porch. Yeah, to the right. Oh. And I saw, <laughs> we always say the kids buy them all. Uh, little kids like to have a small pumpkin, but uh, I saw an adult pulling a wagon. Well, she must have had 20, 20 small, small pumpkins, pumpkins in, in their same I color. she was a teacher for her class. Yeah, maybe. probably so. That's a good idea, yeah. You did, you, <laughs> Calvin, you did a little shopping yesterday for some vegetables. Did you manage to get them planted yesterday? I did. It surprised me. I didn't think I'd have enough energy after doing that class outside in the heat and then this this doing the, the radio show, but I kind of got inspired by the <laughs> everybody's uh, enthusiasm in the in, in uh, children's garden. Uh, well, uh-huh. in, yeah, in uh, David's class and yeah. in the class I had. <laughs> so I got them. I got cauliflower and Brussels sprouts and uh, kale 
uh, and uh, so they, I planted them. Yeah, they've got so they've gotten such a large uh, uh, supply of them, in. and they, they they've separated them. Uh, they're on the regular bench where uh, tomatoes used to be, uh, but uh, they've got a little section on the that ornamental on, on the main they? table. But they look good too. That that's always kind of inspiring. And then you you get them home and you think, well, if I I don't want to plant them in the middle of the day right. in this heat. <laughs> so um, that. In the evening. Now, that, is that for the vegetables or for you? Uh, I got a both. Bo- <laughs> I got a bo- that's both. Um, little from column A, little from column B. <laughs> but then, then I, uh, we'd heard some forecasts that there might be some rain too. But yeah, that didn't materialize. Yeah, well, I feel like it was very little over by the airport where I live. So, <laughs> uh, well, I was I was looking at the. Uh, Sales items. Uh, when we were talking about that little citrus tree, and it said it's it's got a heading of Texas grown citrus trees. Well, from now on, that's all you're going to be able to buy is uh, citrus trees that were grown in Texas because of the the quarantine on the on the uh, for the uh, citrus greening. That they have in from Florida. There's a quarantine. Oh, Yo, yeah. Uh, from out of state, there's no such thing as out of state citrus. Uh, that's they, legally sold in Texas. Why is that? And uh, because they're they're trying to keep a, a, a disease that's wiping Florida out oh. called citrus oh. greening. Oh, okay. Wow. And. Wow. And if you look on all the citrus that they have out here, there's a, there's a little tag, a certification tag, that certifies that they were grown in Texas under quarantine conditions. So uh, that that that's that's a good heading to put on there. Texas grown so the citrus trees. Citrus they all, in Florida. If you, see, if you see citrus trees. They're Texas grown in Texas. Oh wow, that's gonna hurt. That must be just hurting the Florida uh, <laughs> state of Florida because that's what they live on. There's their their citrus. Yeah, we do, we definitely don't want to get any trees in from Florida. And no. if you go if you go on vacation, don't be bringing any. Don't bring any Florida trees back. It'll be embarrassing if the if the uh, catch you, um, but they also just. The, the potential disaster. If it, oh yeah, if they get into the grapefruit down in the valley, and uh, that's what we're trying to protect. Now the uh, the vector, the thrip that spreads the virus, is already here. It's a natural, endemic. Uh, but uh, so far, the virus is not. In other words, that they that they spread. So uh, that's the way they're trying to control it is is keep the virus out of the state. So no citrus from Florida, no uh, trees, please. Or, or California, or California, oh California too. Okay, we'll just keep it in Texas. We'll just keep it in Texas. <laughs> that's my Texas. Un- it's not really unusual. We've been through. We go through a lot of those kind of. Uh, 
through the years, it seems yeah. like there's always something that's uh, a new disease appears or a disease where they haven't figured out how to um, deal with it yet. And sometimes they solve those problems, and other times it, this, is, of course, is the yeah. best. This, this is the best they can do. And a while, uh, a while, a few years back, 15, 20 years back, uh, they had a quarantine on all. Uh, uh, California shrubs that were brought into the state because of snails, that brown snail. Uh, and uh, it, it devastated a lot of the California growers. But uh, the, we, we had a quarantine on, uh, on, snail, on, on shrubs and trees brought in from uh, California. The reason I got involved in it was that... Uh, the, some of the people were blaming or were saying that it was a manufactured uh, problem caused by some of the wholesale nurseries in the area. They didn't want the competition from California, so they got the Commission of Agriculture to put a quarantine on the on the uh, California imports. But uh, they 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 have some pictures of those snails can literally. Run a nursery uh, in, in California. And real slow because they don't go very fast, but they'll ruin well, real yeah, slow. Well, yeah, I guess we're dry, pretty well, yeah. pretty much drier. But, uh, of course, this, this spring we had a lot of rain. And if you have a population, that uh, a lot of people saw a lot of snails uh, this spring and after the rain. But uh, anyway, NASCAR mm, go. Just a just mm. a little note. Side oh, note. Okay, so stay away from Florida <laughs> citrus trees and don't. If you're going to Florida or California, don't bring anything back don't with you. Don't bring anything back. We'll find you. You know they they confiscate. Uh, I think they confiscate some fruit going into California. Oh yeah, you're not not. There's a lot and of some plant there, definitely yeah. some plants. And international too, same thing. Yeah. You can, there's lots of things. It's just easier not to, to bring things in. Yeah, my sister, a few years back, went to one of the Latin American countries. There you go. Brought some seed for something. A fl- I don't know if it was a flower. It brought some seed. Got to customs and and Canada, or was it maybe here in the states? That no, it must have been customs in Canada. And they asked her if she had brought any fruit or seeds from the country, a Latin American country. There, and she well, silly said yes. She said yes. <laughs> so they went, rifled through three of their suitcases. My brother-in-law was not a happy camper. I can imagine. They found this itty bitty little packet of seeds. Mm-hmm. So it's like, ah. but yes, don't bring. <laughs> Trees from Florida, citrus trees. That's why Greg Grant, when he was smuggling uh, petunia seed in, he had to stick them in uh, orifice of his body so that they wouldn't. Okay, where did we go with this one? But uh, but from those seed, we got uh, Laura Bush. Laura Bush. Greg Greg denies it. it. Uh, (laughs) I would would be denying it too. Okay, we got to. Uh, we got a Moving change on. in the subject. Moving on. Uh, we got a question from uh, Fredericksburg. 
said, uh, yeah, I, I guess it's, I think it's from a nurseryman up there. No, it's from, uh, yeah, it's got a TAMU dot edu address. So uh, it must be somebody who works for extension up there. Said so we had we had an elderly gentleman in the office the other day, and he was asking for a fertilizer recipe that used copperas and cottonseed meal. I told him I hadn't heard of that, but I would check into it. Have you ever heard of such a thing? Uh, you used to uh, 20, 30 years ago. We use a lot of uh, copperas for to correct iron deficiency. Yeah, it's just iron. And we use cottonseed meal for uh, Nit- for nitrogen Nit- source. So that's an old old timey recipe. What do we use now, Calvin? Slow for correct lawn, lawn, iron plus. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, gosh, I just don't. I would never even think of Iron Plus being a. <laughs> you compare it to those two. Uh, well, it's it's got iron in it, uh, which so is in copper. So much, it's so much faster and easier. Oh yeah, use. Iron Plus is a lot, lot, a uh, lot more potent than. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know if coppers is still on the market. I was going to ask Mar- uh, There's lots of people that still have it in their garages. And, uh, oh, yeah, sheds, hard as sheds. a brick. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask uh, Trace if uh, if we, if the copper... Uh, it seemed like he told me that they don't have copper. The copper's are not mm-hmm. on the market yeah. anymore. Iron sulfate, that's all that is, isn't it? Coppers is iron, iron sulfate? Yeah. 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 You, we're looking for people to call in. Questions? Comments, concerns, anything, 210-308-8867. Open lines right now, 210-308-8867. And just an update, Calvin, the Vikings lead 21-7 over Oakland right now. That's good. They're winning? They're winning, 21-7. And the Cowboys are leading Miami 10-6. All right. So there you go. There's just, see, we get gardening, sports, and the slugs. <laughs> now, if uh, anybody out there in the audience, too, uh, we expect uh, Monarchs any time to start cruising through so if anybody's seen any monarchs uh, let let us know give us a monarch report of course the queen butterflies that are related to them and look a lot like them are are here and uh, are utilize, utilizing all those the zinnias and milkweed and uh, mist flower uh, porterweed that we talk about but uh, should be we should be seeing some uh, monarchs soon uh, speaking of monarchs uh, 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 everybody, it seemed like October the 12th, <laughs> Saturday, October the 12th, is going to be the Monarch Day. Because on the 12th, uh, the GVST group is uh, going uh, to have uh, two, two workshops uh, uh, at the San Antonio Botanical Garden. The first first uh, tour and workshop is going to be from one to two thirty, and the uh, second session is from three to four thirty. And uh, what they're going to do is uh, offer a ninety-minute workshop for only ten dollars, 
and that includes your entry fee into the entire garden. So you might be able to take some pictures of monarchs uh, while you're there. The workshop will t- and tour will describe 22 plants that thrive in San Antonio and provide nectar or, or larvae. You'll see many of these plants up close in the garden. And uh, they'll also have some of these plants for sale. And uh, the presenters will be noted landscapers and GVST members Charles Bartlett and Albert Del Rio. Del Rio. Well, uh, like I said, that's a ten you ten dollars, uh, and you register on the uh, select your you, you select your session and uh, pay ten dollars fee when you register at the Garden Volunteers dot org under events. Yes. Gardening volunteers. Gardening volunteers, that's right. Uh, Or backslash events, backslash planning for monarch butterflies and other pollinators. And And that's uh, October 12th. Yeah, just go to gardening volunteers. Yeah, right. We have a couple of folks on hold. We're going to take a quick break right now. We'll get to Carol and we'll get to Manny here in just a few minutes. We're coming back. More um, for Millburgers, 1604 and Road, 210-308-8867. Only a couple of lines open right now. You can get on, and uh, you'll be on uh, along with Carol and Manny here in just a few minutes. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM. The Answer. In Tennessee, it's South of One. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. It's a Sunday football fight song day. This is the fight song for the Tennessee Titans. Now, I don't know if the Tennessee Titans are your favorite team, Dr. Jerry, but you're from Tennessee, so I just assumed. Unfortunately, the Titans lost on Thursday 20-7. to They lose a lot. They do lose a lot. So uh, (laughs) Calvin's Vikings are up 21-7 to at the half, and my Arizona Cardinals don't play until 3 o'clock, which might be a good thing because they're 0-1-1. All right. There's your sports update. Now back to gardening. Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. We do have a couple of folks on hold. I'm Barry Bess. In for um, Milton, who is on assignment. The docs are here, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch. And now on the line with us to ask a question about rodeo tomatoes is Carol. Carol, thank you, and welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you today? It's fine. Thank you. Well, I called in late June, and my rodeo tomatoes had produced quite a few tomatoes, but they were infested with spider mites. So you advised me to pull them up and start over, but you know, sometimes I get a little stubborn, so I left them and pulled off the infected leaves. And they're still alive, and they have uh, blossoms on the top. So I guess my question is, do you think that they will bear tomatoes this fall? Black, you say that they've got a black uh, stuff on the, on the top of the fruit? No, no, I don't have any fruit. I just pulled off the leaves, the bottom leaves that were affected with spider mites okay. in late June and let them grow. Okay, and where's the black stuff? Oh, it's gone. I mean, I don't have it anymore. 
Oh, good. Oh, okay. So, uh, she just she they, they'll, they'll start setting fruit a little bit later. Oh, great. You got any leaves on them? Any what? Have they got leaves? Leaves? Did they put yes. new leaves on? Yes, they're putting on new leaves and new blossoms at the top, on the ends of the top. They were about mm, maybe three feet tall. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. Uh, that's okay. They got a chance. Great. But Thank they, you so much. They'll, they'll, they'll set fruit uh, when the temperature is cool. Tomorrow's the first day of fall, so the temperature is going to get cool. Oh, yeah, like 95. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Carol. Good thank luck, you. Carol. Okay, right. thank, thank you. you. That's, uh, that's how this all works. You call. We got an open line right now, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Now we're going to go to Manny. Manny has a question about uh, native elm. Manny, welcome to Millburgers uh, Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, thank you. Uh, it just piqued my curiosity because you mentioned cedar elm a few minutes ago. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Do you guys recommend or not recommend native elm? Well, what what is native elm? Cedar elm is native elm, and very uh, in- what? Very interesting because uh, twenty years ago, Manuel Flores recommended native elm. I went to. Uh, Rainbow Gardens and bought a little, little, little one. And they kind of smirked when I said it. And I don't remember. Maybe I bought a cedar elm instead. Okay, I'm going to do some double checking. Yeah, I bet you it, did. It's the, bed, the best, prettiest tree I've ever owned. Yeah, they're 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 on our on the list of recommended trees. Okay. Uh, and they're they're desirable because. Uh, in areas where you got too many oaks, you know, you know, yeah. you, the danger of oak wilt is is lingering, and the cedar elm is not s- subjected to oak wilt. Plus, they get they get nice and big. Yeah, uh, is, is it straight up? I mean, uh, does it have a main trunk straight up? It it has, like I say, about twenty years. The trunk is, I'm going to say, three or four feet wide. It's straight up. Uh, yeah. I have it next to my house, so I've, I've certainly trimmed it, you know, because people told me back then that the branches will split in high wind, but I've never had a problem. I'm yeah. very, very happy with it, i got to tell you that. Well, great. Uh, that's probably a cedar elm. Yeah, because I, I can't okay. think of any other, like, uh, you, so, know, so, you so call you, any, uh, there's probably other elms that are native, but yeah. the only it, ones that we think of in terms of. He definitely said native elm, though, because I called an ant. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to just, for the fun of it, do some checks. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, okay. good. Okay. Yeah, because that you, is a good elm. Thanks. Thank you, Manny. Yeah. Have a great day. Take open me. lines, all open, 210-308-8867. You can also come on down and ask your question live and in person at Millburgers Nursery, 1604. Bulverde Road. We are here until 2 o'clock, and the nursery itself is going to be open until 5 o'clock today, so you can come on down 1604 and Bulverde 
Right. And they still got plenty of uh, blue plumbagos out here in front of us. And uh, Calvin, I was, I was looking. At, they've, they've, they used to have a, where the blue plumbagos were. They had those dwarf aurelias. Uh huh. And uh, I, they, they sold out of a lot of them. And uh, they've got them combined over here by us. And I, I don't know why, but people bought all the all the blues. And the whites. There weren't very many whites. Yeah, and whites. And we got a good supply of pinks. It can't be that everybody agrees with me that the blues are prettier. <laughs> But but the the pink the right here, right here below the where we do the show, uh, the uh, pinks got got a lot more blooms than the blues do. That's because they, they've been picked. Yeah, the, blue, yeah, the blues there's are about, gone. There's about seven blues left. Yeah, the blues are gone. The pinks are all there. Uh, well, what I said is right. You know, but this is one of the... <laughs> more pink blooms than blue. Quite often that uh, a species of flower, there'll be one color that's kind of dominant. and Yeah. But, I, you know, I, th- I think the, the pink does a fair job of being just as vigorous as the, the blue. Oh, yeah. Now, the white isn't in the same No, group, the but, white uh, not. But both... Uh, both that, wh- that white came out of Florida. It's pretty, though. And the, this pink came out of San Antonio. Yeah. Greg Grant made the cross on that pink. And so uh, he, he, he crossed a, a large, he t- t- crossed a regular blue uh, uh, Mexican petunia dwarf with uh, a standard size or large growing pink. Uh, Mexican petunia, and uh, and and grew the <laughs> and grew the seed out. Well, they came back all blue, and uh, he he left them, and he left he le- he moved and left, but left his mother plants at uh, at the house that he was uh-huh. living in, and uh, as they receded. The, the this pink showed up, so uh, they got they got a San Antonio history too, but uh, the pink is so much so much more blue, blooming than the, the blue is over here. All right, Roy's on hold right now. He has a, uh, a comment about milkweed and a nematodes question. Oh, Roy. Welcome to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. You're on the air with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. How are you today? Okay, fine. How y'all doing? Okay. You're doing great. Thanks for calling. Yeah, I want to tell y'all something. Last week I went to the Lowe's and I bought a, they had a beautiful milkweed plant in a four-gallon pot, Mon- Monrovia yeah. plant. Yeah. And uh, they had them marked down, which was great. I mean, I thought I was going to get one, so they were normally like, 23 or 24 dollars they had a mark down to 11 so i went ahead and got one and uh they had 10 or 15 more over there i just needed one right now so i went ahead and brought it home and i thought next week i'll check and see if they marked them down anymore so i went back over there and started looking this was friday started looking around i didn't see any more 
I thought, man, people must have really bought them up. So I started looking around, and they had a dumpster over there. And they had thrown about all those plants, 10 or 15 left in the dumpster. And I asked them, I said, you're going to throw those away? I'll be glad to buy them from you. They said, oh, no, we can't do that. But because it's, uh, it's against company policy. Once we throw them away, that's it. they got to be thrown away. So I was really upset about that. But anyway, I got one of the milkweeds. I put it from did the four-gallon they, did they say why they had to be thrown away? They said it was company policy, and I couldn't believe that. I mean, I would have loved to have had all that milkweed planted. And, uh, yeah, they, some, they don't look too. They don't look real. Uh, they don't look too well anyway. Uh, milkweed. Well, they're no, topical. These, yeah, these were did, pretty did, good did, looking. They were. Which uh, did these have uh, red and yellow blooms? Yeah, they were the the Mexican milkweed. The tr- and they were grown by Monrovia. Yeah. Monrovia is the one that grew them. Okay. And uh, they were good-looking yeah, plants. Good but they, they just threw them all in the dumpster, and they wouldn't let me have them. I would have bought them from them, I told them. They said, no, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. So I had to give up on that. But anyway, I got the one home, and I planted it in a bigger pot, 10-gallon pot. Yeah. And yesterday, yesterday I noticed there was a queen butterfly laying eggs on it already. How cool. All right. Cool. Great. So that was pretty neat. Yeah. So did you learn anything from that experience? <laughs> I don't want to say. <laughs> go go around and look in the dumpster before you go in uh, and buy something. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought about that. Well, Walmart did the same thing to me here several years ago, same thing like that, but it must there be a company go. policy. Yeah. But anyway, well, I but also have a almost question. all nurseries do that, but some of them are not as uh, arbitrary, but I mean that they, yeah. they 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 uh Space is expensive, and you got to make tough decisions. And they just yeah, they find it's better to stick with the decisions than it is to to move the plant. Go, yeah, go over and over worrying about it. So yeah, and I guess they get credit for it when they take it off like that. It just seems like yeah, a waste. Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, nurseries are basically stocking plants on concession. Yeah. And uh, if they don't sell them, consignment. Yeah, consignment. And and if yeah. they don't sell them, you know, they get the they uh, don't have to pay for them. Right. That's what I figured. Something like that. But uh, which, which anyway, about ki- which about kills has has put a lot of uh, wholesale nurseries, plant producers out of business. Yeah. But so, okay, I also got a question about nematodes. Okay. I had a couple of rows of okra, and they put they did real good all summer up until the last couple of weeks. They quit producing, so I started pulling them up, and I figured they had them, and they did. They had nematodes on the roots. Yeah, the okra okra seems to attract nematodes. Yeah, and the funny part about it, this okra I planted is supposed to be a nematode resistant okra. It's the first one I ever heard of. I don't think I a, there's such a thing. I don't either, but they, they advertise it in Baker Creek. And uh, hmm. it's called the uh, Gold, Gold Coast Okra. Said so had resistance to nematodes, or so maybe some resistance, but they still got and it. And they they advertise it where? Baker. Acres. Ba- Baker. What, what's what, what's that? Acres, the organic magazine. Hmm. No, yeah. It's a, yeah well, what is that name of that nurse? The whole name, Baker. Rare seeds or something like that. Baker's. Yeah, you, uh, said, you said it the first time. Yeah, Baker. Baker the name Creek. of the okra? I don't know. 
Oh, the Actually. okra? It was called Gold Coast Okra. Okay. But uh, anyway, that didn't work I, out I'd too like good. To, I'd, like to tr- I'd like to try some of that on our Texas nematodes. I guess yeah. you've already have. <laughs> yeah, yeah they they love it. But I want to plant yeah. something else in that area, so I don't know exactly what to plant now that put in fall crops that would put up a nematode. Well, yeah, uh, try try to get all the root system, all the roots that you can out of there. Yeah, that's and what then, I'm doing. And then you can plant uh, um, I've seen nematodes on okra, on uh, broccoli. Onions you could plant later. Yeah, you could definitely plant onions in there. What about Maybe they the, don't get nematodes? Mustard grains. Yeah, that'd work. I might try yeah, that. Maybe the nematode will slow them down in production. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah, make it, see well, if the see if the uh, nematodes like kale any better than <laughs> most gardeners. Yeah. Are you are you do you garden in the sand? Are you on the south side of San Antonio? No, I'm on the Guadalupe River between Seguin and New Braunfels. Oh, uh, black clay, black. It's black not clay. black. It's it's a it's a long sandy loam, really. Oh, really? Okay. But I uh yeah, no black yeah, nemato- right here. nematodes really like that sand. Oh yeah, they sure do. But uh, I got raised beds too, and I always got a lot of organic stuff in there. But they still like that. Yeah, you might want to try uh, the cereal rye, uh, Elbin yeah, rye. Yeah, I thought about uh, that too. This this winter, uh, you know, after you pull your, uh, are you going to carry your mustard greens through the fall, through the winter? Uh, probably if they don't start going to seed. Okay. Well, don't, I haven't planted any yet, but you could you could plant the cereal rye or Elbin rye. Uh, over there, uh, you know, in the in the area where the uh, okra was, and that'll do that'll that. decrease the population a little bit. Okay, I'll go ahead and try that then. So, uh, unfortunately, there's no chemical that you can use. Yeah, no. Uh, but uh, you can use cereal uh, rye or ebon rye. Okay, and, I'll uh, go ahead and give that a shot. Try that. All right, but don't put don't put the okra back in the same place. No, no, not for a while. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, Roy. Thanks. Thanks Appreciate for your question. You. All right. Have a good day. Thank you for calling. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here. And uh, do you know I've researched this where where okra is the most popular in in, in the United States? What? Where, where it is? Where where it's the most popular? In oh, the South. No, Oklahoma. Oh jeez. On that note. Calvin walks away. Yeah, Calvin walks away. <laughs> oh, and and cabbage is very popular in Arkansas. All right. Thank you very much. 210-308. Please stop me any any moment. 210-308-8867. We got open lines for the rest of the show. We're on until 2 o'clock today. 210-308-8867. We are here at Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road. The uh, nursery is open until 5 o'clock today. We're on the air until 2. Back with more Millburgers Gardening South Texas right after this on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Hi, 
it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 Mbolvorty Road. You know, Millburgers wants to make sure that everybody in the family can have a great gardening experience, especially the opportunity to introduce kids to gardening. That's why every month they have a kids' gardening class, topics just kids will enjoy. Actually, the adults enjoy them, too. And Saturday, the 28th, that's next Saturday from 10 to 11, the class is entitled Kids' Potting Class 101. Your children will have a great time learning the basics of potting plants, and it will include little hands-on planting and seeding tips as well as craft activities. These things are so much fun, and they're absolutely free. All Millburgers asks is that you make a reservation by calling 210-497-3760. That's so they know how much to have, how many products to have, and make sure that everybody gets to enjoy it. 210-497-3760. 3760 for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. Trump has performed something of a miracle. He's transformed the Democrats into free traders. It wasn't always like this. In fact, for years, Democrats were the party of protectionism. But now, solely because Trump is engaged in a trade war with China, several Democratic candidates for president have become crusaders for free trade. In the last Democratic debate, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and Beto O'Rourke advocated for the trade policies that used to be the domain of the Republican Party. Harris said it bluntly, I'm not a protectionist. Let's be clear. The only reason this is happening is because of the Trump administration's attitude towards China. A few years ago, the Democratic Party was clearly moving towards protectionism. This is simply the latest stage in Trump derangement syndrome. Trump is evil, therefore everything he does must be opposed. So, even if only for a day, Democrats are free traders now. But I'm not buying it. I'm Jerry Boyer. Sponsored by ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom. Your life is an important one. Here at 9.30 a.m., The Answer, we want to hear how this station is making a direct and positive impact on your life. Each day, our programs and hosts enter your busy world of responsibilities and challenges. And every day, it's our wish that what you hear on this station positively affects you and your family. We may be your main source of much-needed information, or we may provide you with a perspective about the world as truthful and timely. Maybe it's giving you unique insights at just the right time. These interactions happen regularly, and we would love for you to tell us about it. Visit 930amtheanswer.com and type in the keyword story for all the details. Then record a video message on a camera or mobile device. For sharing your impact story with us, you'll automatically be eligible to win a grand prize of a $1,000 gift card. Visit 930amtheanswer.com and use the keyword story for all the details, contest rules, and to submit your video. That's 930amtheanswer.com, keyword story. Investment advisory and insurance services are offered through Pax Financial Group. This is Larry Elder, and I'd like you to imagine transitioning into retirement knowing that you will not outlive your money, knowing that you'll have time to spend with your grandchildren, and knowing you'll end up leaving this world better than you found it. The team at Pax Financial Group knows retirement is more than just your investments. It is your life. And that is why Pax Financial Group uses a process called Pivot Retirement Planning that specifically focuses on helping us in middle America. America have an effective transition into the next chapter of life. Don't leave town. Retire right here in San Antonio. And with a final thought, I pivot to the CEO of Pax Financial Group, Daryl Lyons. When I was in D.C. and met with Larry, we both knew there aren't any breaks coming from Washington. We at Pax Financial Group do want to help you pivot like we have for so many. Call us today and learn more at PaxFinancialGroup.com. Pax Financial Group, investing in your life. 
Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. It's Sunday football fight song day. That's the fight song, but they haven't been fighting very well the first couple of games of the year for the Miami Dolphins. We're playing the Dallas Cowboys right now at the half in Dallas, Texas. It's 10 to 6 for the Cowboys. So in two and a half games, the Miami Dolphins have scored 16 points and have given up 112. Oh. So there you go. We are here at uh, Milberger's Landscape and Nursery, 1604 in Belverde Road. We are on the air until 2 o'clock. Following us today at 2 o'clock, a new show to 9.30 a.m., The Answer, In the Oil Patch. That's going to be coming up. Um, the nursery itself is open until 5 o'clock. Still some time if you'd like to call and ask a question. 210-308-8867. And speaking of the phone numbers, Dr. Jerry Parsons, uh-huh. Beth, Beth is on the line. Her four clocks are now blooming. I hope you know what All she's right. talking about. Beth, yes. welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How are you? <laughs> Thank you. Yes, some weeks ago I had called in and said my beautiful four clocks were about four feet tall and full of leaves and everything, but yeah, no please. sign of blooms. Well, then finally they did start blooming, and on these long stalks, they almost they were so full it almost looked like azaleas. Very pretty. And Jerry had asked if the yellows were fragrant. They were very fragrant. But then now to add to the strange things this spring here at my place, the deer now have started eating the four o'clocks. So now I have a lot of steaks, look look like steaks, (laughs) with just a few little flowers on the tip ends. So the four o'clocks had a hard time this year. And then the other thing I had called one time and asked about sycamore trees. I've got some that are over 50 years old, and they traditionally shed leaves in in, uh, July, the first week, about a third of them. But this year they kept shedding and shedding. So now both of them are barren, except a few little leaves out on the very tip ends. And both of them were things that I really relied on for shade. So now what was my shady garden now is full sun with the hot sun shining in and reflecting out. So it's been kind of a disaster. (laughs) <laughs> well, but Jerry says it'll be all cured uh, tomorrow. With yeah, we fall. Get, we're oh, in yeah, the fall. When, when, so. That's right. Cooler weather. Autumn, yes, when autumn comes in, it's going to be all different. <laughs> anyway, well, I was it, checking my uh, four o'clocks too after that conversation, and they they look a little like my tomatoes. All the leaves are real thin and everything, but mm-hmm. and the blooms are small. But they were bloom. But I didn't Are they not, outside uh, the fence? Could, uh, no, the deer can get them? I didn't notice the ones outside, but the ones inside were blooming up a storm, but they were all pink. I didn't see anything huh. but pink. That's good. Well, yeah. I, I have pink, and then I have white. Some of the whites have yellow stamens, and some of them have red. And then oh, I God. have one that's such a dark red or dark pink, it looks red. So I really do enjoy them, even though they're old-fashioned. And I kind of hated to see the deer start eating them, but <laughs> our place is a deer sanctuary, I think. Anyway, they I and think all the I think that I think they'll come back. They'll regrow from oh, the deer. Sure. Oh, they have and huge. Deer- they have huge knobs underground because they've right. been here for. They've been here for like 50, 50 years. Oh, well, the, okay. deer, the deer will be happy to quit eating them as soon as there's something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I yeah. don't think it's their favorite for sure. 
No, I don't think so either, but they've eaten all the leaves off, so it's, you know, those uh, stalks that remind you of chicken bones, like chicken uh-huh. leg bones. So they're kind <laughs> of yeah, they do. Kind of when you, when you pull, try to pull them, they do, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that first frost or cool weather, when they start really dropping everything, you get up one morning and it looks like a pile of bones out there. <laughs> anyway, anyway, they're, they're fun. I love them. And, yes, the yellow ones were very fragrant. And, uh, there I you think, go. Anyway, and the sycamores, I'm just really sad for them, but I'm sure they will have come out with a lot of oh yeah bones. they'll come back they'll come back next spring yeah they they, 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 they know the, how to survive they had the largest leaves almost as big as a dinner plate just really right you know yeah. so they had to leave just really had to lose those anyway, well you notice so, the the other tree that uh that drops their leaves early quite often Baroque. That's another one that has huge leaves. Absolutely. And after we had a little early morning shower a couple of weeks ago, I was walking around in the woods and looking at the beautiful Baroque leaves and different colors of each one. And they they were soft because of the dew, you know, the little rain and the lichens and everything. And I thought, gosh, this is like walking in a magic forest. You know, even here, seven miles from the medical center. (laughs) How how old is your sycamore? They would be, let's see, they would have been planted in about uh, 1959 and 1960. Oh, so they're big and old. They're big and old and beautiful. And like I said, they shade the west side of the house. They did. So uh, the back, back porch now is facing south, and so it gets that southwest sun and you step out the back door and it's like stepping into a blast furnace you know (laughs) but anyway okay well keep us informed yeah Yeah. thanks for calling thanks beth thanks for calling Uh, okay bye all right bye bye -bye. now we we have about uh, about eight minutes left in the show 210-308-8867-210-308-8867 i didn't finish my uh uh, October 12th Monarch Celebration announcement mm-hmm. because uh, up at Wild Seed Farm, John Thomas and his crew are going to have a Monarch Celebration on October 12th. Two th- <laughs> He's got 2018. Missed it. Uh, from 9.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. So you can come, you can go up there and be a tagging assistant. Fun for the whole family. Now I, I've talked to John about this tagging. I, when I, when they first start talking about putting tags on them, on a butterfly, I thought that would make them fly round and round. You know, they fly in a circle. He's got a big tag, uh, <laughs> like a deer tag or something like that. <laughs> But uh, I asked John what was the furthest tag he'd ever had reported, you know, after they did this release. And he said Lukenbach, which is about uh, five miles. And the boys are. About five miles. So what? So how big is this tag? It can't. Is it microscopic? Is yeah. it, is no, it, it's small. But I mean it. But is, see, it, is, it, is it visible to the human eye? Or oh, yeah, really? yeah, yeah. That's got to be tiny, though. 
I thought they'd fly around in a circle. I thought he had got this big tag and he's like going like one way. There like, you go. I can't. I can only turn left. Sorry, guys. But I guess that doesn't happen. No, I guess so. That'd be f- They've been well, doing be this for several yeah. years. So that's October the 12th, too, the same time that the uh, uh, workshop on how to make your yard and a hev- haven for monarch butterflies and other pollinators. And we should have uh, quite a few. There's a hummingbird back. Uh, He's over. back again. He 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 loves those or she loves those uh, turks caps, uh, which is a, is a good plan. We don't probably don't mention enough, but uh, uh, they grow grow and bloom in the shade, uh, like some of uh, some of our other plants do, and they 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 they're good uh, good shade plants and. In some neighborhoods, on some occasions, the deer won't eat. Yeah, I wouldn't bet on it right now. Uh, <laughs> They're probably in the same digesting in the same stomachs with the yeah. uh, with the uh, four o'clock. We had a had a uh, question in said uh, uh, said I have some older yucca whose lower leaves are dead and turn brown, and I would like to cut them off. Yeah, I got the same. I have tried my bro- pruners. Oh no, that's this is a different. And they they work okay, but the tough leathery leaves are a challenge. Oh. Is there a better tool for cutting these yucca leaves, and even better if it is powered? Well, I thought that. I would say a saw. Yeah, I guess he must be talking about a, a yucca with the big leaves. Right? Yeah, right. The, the question I got was the uh, the small, you know, finger size. Oh, okay. Leaves. Yeah, you know how they go off and and weep down, and then some of them get to look kind of beat up. They're easy to cut with a pruning. Yeah, pruning regular hand pruning. Well, you know, they got fibers running through their yeah. the leaves. That the. Uh, but those bigger ones, those are they're tough, man. They're yeah, nice. I, I I would try. Uh, yeah, and you can get a battery powered saw, little saw. But I I try sawing them. I think that'll work. They're sharp at the ba- at the base, especially yeah. at the base of the leaves. Some of them are sharp. All right, just a couple of minutes to go in the show today. Um, Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Milton Glick will be back, and everybody's applauding. I can hear it right now. Milton will be back Milton next who? weekend. Uh, who? Milton will be back in this chair uh, next weekend along with the uh, the docks. The nursery here at 1604 and Belverde Road will be open until 5 o'clock today. If uh, you'd like to call and find out about some of the uh, specials before you head on down here, you can uh, call 210 210- Four nine seven thirty seven sixty, or you can go to the website and uh, find out more before you head on out here. Sixteen oh four, and Bulverde Road. If you have questions, you can um, email. If they want to email questions, Doctor Jerry, who they email this, uh, to this email them to uh, is it plan answers dot com. There's a place there to and um, ask questions. And as you heard, Doctor Jerry will. Um, he will read your questions on the air. Dr. Yeah. Calvin, Dr. Jerry, always a pleasure working with you. 
If I know the answers, I'll answer them. If I don't, I'll delete there. Delete the email. I didn't get no question from you. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for putting up with me. All and right, it's always a pleasure to be Thanks here for coming. at Millburgers, um, 1604 on Balverde Road. Stay tuned. Brand new show here on 930 AM, The Answer, coming up at 2 o'clock in the oil patch with Kim Bilotto. Stay tuned for that. Once again, thank you uh, to Milton for giving me the opportunity to be out here with uh, the docs. Talk to you all next weekend. Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.